Welcome to the BAM Biz Talk podcast, hosted by BAM Biz Hub, also known as the B Squared Hub Accelerator Program. We are a 501c3 nonprofit providing ideation, commercialization methodology, and mentorship to startups, early stage, and growth-driven businesses in the Permian Basin and beyond. The B Square Hub Accelerator Program is 100% online with access to the BAM team for curriculum questions, resources, and mentorship as we are the only accelerator in the Permian Basin where face-to-face mentorship is available right here at home. We have over 900 enrollments in the B Square Hub Accelerator Program and are constantly seeking to add more courses and resources to create opportunities for you. Our team, board of directors and mentors are vast and experienced in an array of disciplines culminating in a well-rounded group of resources for our startups and businesses preparing to either enter the market or accelerate their growth. To find out more about us, go to bambizhub.com or call to set up a free consultation at 1-833-BAM-IDEA or 432-247-8840. That's 247-8840. Contact us for podcast sponsorship opportunities. Bam! Here we go again in the Bam House with Bam Biz Talk Podcast. We are here today sitting with Pachuco, Ruben, and Idalia Carrasco. Hey, thank you for joining us today, guys. Thank you for having us here. We're yeah. excited to be here. Awesome I, to have you. For sure. Ruben. Idalia, tell us a little bit about yourselves and what Pachuco is all about. So we're uh, Pachuco LLC. We started out as a, a humble food truck. Um, that was a long process of us um, just putting the idea down from being a teenager to working several years and then finally making the decision to uh, go after we, what we wanted to do. And that was making a food truck and making a food truck that stood out, uh, especially in our area. So. That's how we started, basically. So you guys are the dynamic duo of Pachuco, right? Definitely. Um, so he is the chef. He's the brains behind all of the menu and stuff. And I kind of take care of the, the back-end things that he doesn't really want to take care of. Or know-how, really. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? The artiste, right? Right. Mm-hmm. right. We, try, we try to separate that. You know, she, she covers what I'm not good at. And, you know, there's uh, a lot of creativity that... I need to express through my food. Sometimes it's kind of off the wall. It doesn't work, but that's the beauty of it. You know, just trying through it and making things that not only one are high quality, but two that are exceptional in taste and um, authenticity. Ah, authenticity. I think that's something that we found with, with this food, right? It's, oh my God. you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. You know, who would ever thought for a moment you would have peanut butter on a hamburger? With jalapeno. Um, you know, and I'll, I got to say, when my wife tried that, I just didn't really want to bite into that. And when <laughs> she had it, there's only a few bites left. And it's not, it's not a small hamburger. Uh, and my wife was almost through with it before I got a bite of it. <laughs> and then I wondered, why in the heck didn't I get the, uh, the same hamburger? But anyway, it made me, it, I left thinking I need to come back. So uh, all in all, the food not only did I have, but my wife had. Uh, it gives you a sense of, uh, I got to go back. You know, I, I got to try it all now. Right. So that's where it left me. It, it, it's a, it, it leaves you with a very high quality uh, feeling that you just had a good meal, right? Um, like everything's from scratch. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so we, we make our own hamburger buns. We uh, we try to make all all the own sauces. You know, every now we'll you lose like chipotle and adobo or something like that. But... The ingredients, we can tell you everything that goes into our dishes. You know, we can tell you where we get our stuff from. You know, it's not just some commercial stuff. Uh, we try to to use as local as possible. Local meaning within the region or from Texas. We're very proud of using products that are strictly from Texas. But um, on the whole, we, we make everything. You know, um, we're once we're going into this restaurant, we plan to make our own sausages and just have a, a, a wider base of in-house made items. Uh, that's very important for us. And we, we want to show people, you know, one, the creativity behind it and also uh, to make, make these items. Hamburger buns. Talk yes. to me about the hamburger buns. So I actually came up with a recipe for the hamburger buns. Um, 
that is one thing that I can actually cook better than Ruben. I can bake and, you know, and desserts. I, so and desserts. desserts. <laughs> I can't really cook. So, um, yeah, I um, worked at a bakery during 2020 and I kind of learned some basics and started playing around. He asked for some buns and I was like, okay, it took me probably two or three months to come up with a recipe and uh, finally found that we like. It's a mixture of like a Hawaiian and brioche bun. So, that's pretty good. I should have eaten before I can't be stuck. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm really getting yeah. hungry. Yeah, you too, right? <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. It's so unique. So Michael and I were asked to enter, you know, the, the, the food competition, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, because you guys usually put the stamp, you know, but you, mm-hmm. but you did it on this one, so it'd be more, you know, anonymous. Of who is this? Yeah. Yeah, you can still tell. I mean, yeah. <laughs> did you know when you mentioned that it's almost been exactly a year ago that we did that? that was yeah, it was in, in yeah. October last year. Yeah. yeah, it popped up on my phone. Some of the pictures I took of the, well, the feast oh, that we had to eat. <laughs> Delicious. I, I, you know, I can't believe having to say no. At the end there, I was just too. I was about to pop. You gotta tap out. Yeah, oh, it was funny. I was saying it's your turn, Angel. You do it. You do it, Angel. Right. <laughs> come on, Angel. And then I had to. I had to call in Aaron from Eccentric. Hey, come on, buddy. You gotta. You gotta cover this one for me. And we tried to get a bunch of judges. You know, yeah, so, for the food truck battle. Yeah, we knew it was gonna be a lot of food, a lot of amazing food. And oh yeah, it was. It's kind of hard to take just one bite. Right. Right. You're just <laughs> supposed to taste it, get it palate, you know, and then judge it. But then, and none of us did that. No. Like, oh, there's still more. You can finish that. You want some of that? Just, just, just yeah. <laughs> clean it up. That was yeah. really a good time. <laughs> yeah, it was. So I, I got a question. I, I know that. Uh, well, gosh, if you haven't tried Pachuco's, folks, I can only tell you, you are really, really missing out. Um, I think the thing that's really passionate about what you guys serve up is just that passion. And you can taste it in the food. Uh, let me ask you this. I know that you got started a long time ago and, and putting this idea together. Uh, what were some of the things you had to consider to make this work? Just learning your market. You really have to, if you're serious about doing this, you have to learn everything. You have to learn what you're going to be serving, what you're going to be doing, who you're going to be serving to, your budget, very important, you know, make sure you're buying stuff that you're going to need. Um, you just have to research everything wherever you're going to be serving or whatever you're going to be selling. You really have to focus and look at what you're going to be doing and break it down, break it down to the most minute thing because those little, little expenses will get, they'll get lost really fast and then you'll be in over your head. Um, so for us, you know, we could have went out there and bought some really extravagant, extravagant truck, um, or one of these trailers that a lot of people are using, but that to me doesn't have the uniqueness for Pachuco. Not only that, it doesn't say, Hey, look at me, you know, Oh man, that's cool. Let's go check it out. So it was all part of our business plan for one from very day from the first day out was to be different. Not only that, different and show our quality and show our uniqueness. That's very important. Anybody can have some something along the lines. The thing is, nobody can copy us. We went and searched for these trucks all over the country. You know, we found what works for us. Not only that, we put in the work to it. A lot of stuff, we built it. We made it. Just we have to make it to code and has to pass health inspections and fire inspections, all that. Ruben uh, took on a lot of hats during this process. You know, he uh, wasn't only the chef, but he became a a mechanic, an electrician, uh, just about everything. You know, it's it was a long road to get, you know, our truck going. And um, it's a 1963, you know, um, so there were a lot of issues. Changed out an engine. uh, Just a a lot of stuff. Electrical, plumbing. Uh, just you name it. And it's a small scale that, that allowed us to really learn what we're doing. You know, people that aren't going to want to do something, they're going to hit a wall there and they'd be like, that's too much. So for me, like, that's not an issue. We're going to do it. You know, this is what we want. This is what we're going to do. And we're not going to stop, you know, changing the engine. That's, I might not know what it is, but, you know, I'm going to learn, you know, and it's that process of of learning um something you don't know especially when it's benefiting your company and if you want to save money too that's 
that's how to do it. You got to do it yourself um, within the lines. There's some things that you just can't do because, you know, it's not going to pass inspections or code. But the things you can do, you know, adding lights, you know, doing a tune up, stuff like that you can do. Um, but you have to really um, once you meet those hurdles, it'll make or break, break you if you really want to do something. Um, but that, that's been important for us is just to learn those processes behind those hurdles. And on the end of it, we're better for it. Right. I know exactly what goes into here. And same thing with the restaurant, you know. Good point. We're learning absolutely everything that goes on into this building or the truck. Uh, I can tell, like, if I do have a problem and I don't necessarily understand it, I know where it's at, what it is, where I can explain something to someone. And, you know, it just makes things faster. It makes things more efficient. Yeah, because you have a full 360 knowledge of where you're operating, your environment, mm-hmm. right? Because you, you built it, yeah. right? But I want to get back to uh, your your trucks, right? A 63 Talk a little, I mean, do you have like a name for it? You know, tell it was us. a 1963 Ford P40. It was a bread truck in the 60s and 70s. Um, if you look on the back panel on the inside, it still kind of has the menu of, of all the bread that they sold. Uh, the truck. Oh, wow. They had like mm-hmm. cinnamon rolls, wow. like 60 cents for the pack. Wow. Uh, bread was, I think it was like 10 cents. Yeah. And Where's then, those prices today? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's long gone. Yep. Um, so after the 60s and 70s as a bread truck, uh, 80s and 90s, the early 90s, it was used as an RV, went through all through the Southwest, California several times. And then um, the gentleman I bought it from, uh, he bought it from the guy that used it as an RV and he had it just in his front yard, just sitting there. Um, so the guy I bought it from in Las Cruces, he, uh, he bought it from him and just started slowly working on it. Um, I didn't build the truck from ground up, but we added it to make it our own. Um, so we had some help there. Um, but that was another thing of researching, Hey, this is, this is a unique truck. It's right where we need it to be for us to build it correctly. So we, we did our homework. We, and, and, you know, we searched, you know, that, that weekend when we finally decided to buy a food truck, I went down to San Antonio's, looked at a whole bunch of them. None of them had that uniqueness or um, weren't just quite quite right on what we needed um, as far as the space, um, how it was built. A lot of them were run through the ringer and they still wanted a lot of money for them. And I was like, no, this, we can do better. So on the way back after being kind of bummed out, really, because I probably looked at 20 trucks that weekend. You went ready to come back with something oh yeah i was i was gonna buy i had a pocket full of cash um so it was it was nerve-wracking to say the least just but we were there we're i was gonna go i was gonna buy one and bring it back and um after seeing them i was like no these aren't these aren't right i was searching uh through facebook marketplace which is an amazing place Um, i buy a lot of stuff from there um steals not deals (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's his motto (laughs) yeah well, because, you know, we like to say we're balling in a budget, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, everything we've done, we've, you know, we make a budget and we stick to it. Um, you know, we might not have the flashiest thing, but we make something that worked. And so far, it's worked for us. Um, but we stick to it. But going back to the story, we uh, we got on Facebook Marketplace. and I met this guy on there. I called him up and, you know, we talked for about an hour about this truck. And the next week is when uh, we scheduled to go go buy it. Um, and that's when, like, um, we went we went down and um, so we, uh, so, so well, this is where our story gets a little weird, right? And not weird, but so two weeks before we decided to go to San Antonio, um, that's when me and my brother were kind of, hey, We've got some money. Let's make let's make a business. Yeah, I remember this. We let's make a business, and um, we're thinking all kinds of stuff. I'm like coffee shop, uh, franchising, um, carpet cleaning companies. But and then he finally was like, "No, Junior, you need to do you need to do a food truck. This is what you've always wanted to do." 
And um, when I finally made that I decision that when I went down there and made their and on the way back, I made the arrangement to buy the truck, you know, that Friday, this was on a Sunday when I came back. Mm-hmm. Monday, we made the decision to, hey, we're going to go pick it up. <clears throat> Friday is when Je- my brother passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, you know, his confidence in me and telling me, hey, I, you need to go buy this food truck. And what was crazy about that, too, on the day he died is the day we became a company. LLC was official. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because that week before, that's when I had done all the paperwork. We had decided on a name, all that. And um, yeah, that's what that's where the story gets. It's well, that's the we're going to have my brother's picture up there. That's why we named. That's why we had the Jeff. We, I got we Jeff have a burger, burger after him. So yeah. on our page, that big burger. So that's where it goes even further. Like my first job was at Whataburger. You know, I'd work the night shift, too. and uh, his favorite thing would eat to to eat was a triple meat, triple cheese, and double bacon. <laughs> this kid would eat the whole thing, like no problem. And that's another thing we had on the truck. I said, I got Jeffed. I got Jeffed with Jeff. So if you knew my brother and he took you out, either you're going to drink a lot, have a great time, and you're going to eat a whole lot every time. And that's who he was, and that's why. He and has we an, would always say we got Jeffed. We got Jeff. Yeah, <laughs> we got Jeff. So that burger that I created when I was what 15, 16, that's what's on our menu right now. Wow, that's that's a that's a powerful story. Yeah, all oh, of it. Huge. I remember them telling us in my office that yeah, story. Part of our menu. That's part of our story. His picture is going to be up in the restaurant and. Um, it's part of the drive. So, you know, I, I think what I'm, I'd like to get out of this is there's a reason why I need to go to the restaurant to ask about that picture. There's a there's there's something that's there that makes me have to come not only for the food, but to get the rest of the story. Because um, that's a story that I never have forgotten that. Uh, when when you started mentioning it, my mind fast forward what you were saying to the, to the point where he passed away, the LLC came about. I don't remember the the burger thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that was sold to me. It's like none, none of this is by accident. No, I know. It's, it's, right. you the thing is, like, we it's been set out. It was our decision to actually work for it and work towards it. As long as I did that, everything will fall in place, and that's how it's been going. Yeah, it's been really strange. Um, none of this is by chance. None of it. Meeting you guys, none of it. You know. Um, being here is all part of it, you know, and I'm very, I believe all this, you know, I, I really feel it in my bones. I feel it in my core, you know, as long as I stay to the course and keep learning. Yeah, you'll have setbacks. People have setbacks in anything, yeah. but that's the learning process. That's the, that's all part yeah, of it. That's right. That's all part of it. Now is when you stop and you quit, that's when you don't succeed. Yeah, you know, that's true. So 100% true. It's that second you stop. That's when, when it's over, you know, and all this hard work and all this, you know, up and downs, that's when. That's I, I, I typically like to tell my students back in the day, if you stop learning, you stop doing. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if you're not learning what you want to really learn that's motivated by yourself, uh, you really become lost in the world as to what do I do. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody will take on the idea of how to learn something if it motivates you to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually had a hard time even in school, and I I thought to myself, why am I learning this math crap? Uh, some of this I can't even imagine me using. And then one day I became an engineer, and I really wished I'd taken hold of some of that math that I had to learn then on my own, which was hard knocks. Mm-hmm. And that became a, a huge challenge to basically stay alive in my industry. Right. So everybody's got to learn. Um, and you're right. I, I believe that, too, that you're on a course, a path uh, that you have no control over. And you find yourself being guided by something to see the end of the light as to what the makeup of all the things that you've been through um, that creates the new challenge or the new environment for you. Yeah. So uh, that's really powerful. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and if I was to put it in the terms that you just did, who in the heck would ever believe that I'd become a professor coming from Compton? Yeah. I mean, really? <laughs> I really should have been in prison by now if I stayed in Compton. Um, but yeah, who'd ever thought it was a road, much like yourself, that we take by faith and it takes us where we need to be. And you definitely accomplished that to where you are today, opening up a restaurant. Well, we're definitely trying, you know, and that's where we're going to continue. We're going to continue the course, you know, I know we're going to have setbacks. And but now it's 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 strange after we've done this a few years, those setbacks were just OK. Let's just it doesn't really freak us out so much, but we're just OK. Center ourselves. Let's work on it. And then we know it's going to get better as long as we're working, you know. But the thing is mitigating those things before you get there. Right. Because those things still happen. It doesn't matter if it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But if you've done everything you can to kind of mitigate those problems, most of the time it's not as bad. That could be anything. It could be anything. Anything. Right? The worst thing that's ever happened to you is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Yep. Right? And you're right. still here. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You're still pushing. You know, and, and I'd like to go back and just kind of review what we've already, you know, what we've gathered. One thing that was said during our conversation so far is that you really need to know your competitors you really need to know that customer. You really need to know what their demands are and placing even food items within the marketplace that's, you know, it's a high competition area in the first place. Mm-hmm. And some people would even think sometimes restaurants are oversaturated. And the only way to really get a niche in the marketplace is to have something that's really good that you want to go have. And I mentioned that in my own experience in this is I left eating something that I wanted to come back and eat more. So that happens to anybody that probably tastes that food. That that's the uh, that's how you're going to have a loyal customer. Um, you got the food that proves what you're providing, um, that disrupts the market because your food is exceptional. Um, and I think the planning that went into this, much like you were talking about, knowing your market, knowing your people, knowing the food you have to have on board, how much food do I need to make sure that I'm going to serve my demand. Uh, all those things are really important. I mean, we're going to make money at this, right? Right. So the other side of this coin that I think of a lot, and I come from a restaurant myself, if I don't have the food that people are looking to buy, I'm out. But if I have the food that people are willing to try, I'm in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's the course of, of a really success. Um, tell me more about that. Well, that's the that's the backing of our, our menu, though, is like, Let's give you something different, stuff that I like to eat, we like to eat, and the stuff that we like to go out of town and eat, but something that's still approachable. So we never called ourselves barbecue company, never, never. But the basis of a lot of our foods was always smoked meat. So it's always been there, you know. And it always, I don't come from a barbecuing background. I don't. So it allowed me to work on these things and really solidify my barbecue game. And that's where we're at. So we're really excited to give something to people that's different and then something that they know at the same time. And we mesh those things along with Asian flavors, uh, American flavors, Mexican flavors, Tex-Mex flavors, um, Indian flavors. Uh, We love doing that kind of stuff. And then if we can give like a a local feel to that, that's what we're trying to do. So the the big thing with the barbecue restaurant, we're still not going to call ourselves a barbecue restaurant, but we want to create something for the Permian Basin that puts our food in the map. When people recognize, hey, this is this is Permian Basin barbecue, right? You could very well end up a destination location. That's what. That's the goal. Yeah. That's the plan. Um, because everybody's trying to do Central Texas, right? What East Texas? And it's all great. It's all great barbecue, but it's not West Texas. But I'm I'm after creating something that's our own. Mm-hmm. something that creates Pachuco's legacy. So yeah. I think this is a great opportunity, uh, the name Pachuco, right? It, it To me, it makes sense because it's going along with everything that you're describing uh, right now about being different, being unique, fusing all these different cultures together. Um, so from your perspective, tell us about Pachuco, the, the name Pachuco, so why being, you chose it. Yes, sir. For, from being from El Paso, you know, it's, 
it's always known that Juarez and El Paso that started the Pachucos, right? You know, these young young kids from first generational Americans, um, just liking the style of the, the Chicago blues and jazz singers that they had up there. That's where they took the influence, the dress. But then they made their own lingo. They made their own style, everything. You know, we kind of take that and apply it to our food, the way we do it. You know, we're we're not originally from Midland, but this is our home now, you know. And we we always felt like our our food and the way we are is not really like the locals here. So we created our own. And that goes straight to our food. We're kind of creating created our own lane. Yeah, we we're we're creating our own lane, just similar to the way the Pachucos made. And us being from El Paso, me being from El Paso, it just fit perfectly. Chuco Town, right? Chuco Town. Yeah. And, and especially with our truck, you know, like it fits perfect. You know, we, we, we mesh the old with the new and we just we just took that whole movement and applied it to our business and how we are. You know, we're not we're not traditional like oil field type people or just we just do our own thing and that's that's our company that's our food we do our own thing um and but we 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 pay respects to where it comes from and you know put making sure we put in the work into it because it was a hard hard thing when the bachuco started you know migrating to tijuana and california and keeping it going still alive today you know there's the they've had to endure a lot of struggles and people hating on them and and things like that because they were different right right they didn't but, really fit in here or there you know they were um american and mexican but couldn't really fit in with either one so they created their own mm-hmm. their own path and, and that's what we're doing that's yeah. yeah and you know i don't think people understand the uh the difficulty in in that middle ground right there that middle road that gray area yeah. and that's i think that's where we operate the best you know mm-hmm. Me growing up in a different, a lot of different places, growing up in Louisiana, spending 10 years in Louisiana or Indiana, you know, it. I've always had to hold true to myself, but still be able to work in these different environments. And that's kind of just, it's in me, you know, and I do that with my food. But I'm not scared to try something new. I pay attention to what everybody's doing and the flavors that they like. I was like, let me get you a little bit different. Let me do something that we do. And it's been a su- pretty much a success uh, so far. And we're going to continue to do that. It's been fun, like, um, seeing customers open up and, you know, they go from quesadillas and tacos to what's the special this week? Yeah. Like, I want the <laughs> yeah. Korean tacos or. Ooh, that's my favorite. Hey, yeah. Like, yeah. this is Indian. Like, yeah, I yeah. want to try it. You know, it, it's really cool. Like, because I'm the one, you know, at the serving window. And just seeing customers come back and like willing to try other stuff and excited to know what, you know, that weekly special, what Ruben came up with next, you know, instead of sticking to just what they're comfortable with. The same so, old, same old. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's really the big reward, too. You know, when you serve somebody something that you put your heart into and then you see somebody enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, really, money doesn't even come in your head at that point. It's the idea that what I was able to create and deliver somebody else really enjoyed mm-hmm. so uh the food truck really allowed us to do that yeah we didn't have no overhead right i was still working at the time you know i was fortunate enough to be on a schedule where i work two weeks on two weeks off so on those two weeks off we were still working and but that allowed us to play with different things whatever i wanted Experiment. to make yeah. yeah and we had no overhead other than just cost right uh, and we had one employee and, you know, we, we'd pay ourselves a little bit, but not much. We, we just kept all that money into our business, but that really allowed us to play with anything and everything. Right. Um, you know, we made blue hamburger buns with just, just fun stuff. And we did that a lot with the breweries and stuff. And that, that was really exciting for us and see what worked and what didn't, um, see the costs associated with this stuff. You know, we, we still plan with the restaurant to do those things, but it, it'll more be like rotational monthly items because it's it, it, it for us. It, we have new things every week for us. It's our, our menu is going to be big enough where you can try something new almost every time you come visit. And then we'll still have that 
that monthly rotational item where we can really focus on the consistency and our food costs. So if I was a food truck, if I was a guy wanting to start a food truck today, what would you tell me would be the most important things I need to do to ensure my success? Well, like I said, you know, you need to do your market analysis. You need to make sure you have a budget. And if, if you can, make sure you're not financing this stuff. Buy it outright and then have a cushion. Have a cushion because it's you're not going to be making money like you think you are, you know, unless you sell birria, but no. This, <laughs> this plane, no, no hate on all the birria trucks and whatever, but um, it's an inside joke, sorry. Right. Yeah, just, just wait for the birria uh, yeah. pops coming No, it's great. I, I don't want you guys coming after me. I'll fight you. <laughs> but, but no. I'll show you what real birria is. <laughs> it's very important to know your, know your budget, know what you're going to be selling, know what your food costs are, um, because it is tough. I think a lot of food trucks, and I've seen it the just the very few years that we do it, people that go going real strong and then they, they get bummed out because, oh, I'm not making these sales like I used to. Well, it's because you got to understand the business. you got to understand, hey, you're going to be super popular two, three months, four months, five months, maybe even. And then if you don't continue to create that excitement through advertisement, through doing different things, you're not, you're not going to stay relevant. Right. You want to say that together, Angel? <laughs> what, you want to keep it fresh, fresh new, new, and exciting? exciting. <laughs> That's the BAM stamp right there. Yeah. yeah, you guys got it, and you guys, you guys know it, and and it's true. It's true. You have to. You know, for us, luckily, like when we started, like I said, we were on that two and two schedule, so we'd be two weeks. Oh, we're gone for two weeks. Yeah, we're back, oh, back and forth. So it, it kept people wanting and wanting us. You know, now with the with the barbecue stuff, it's like we just got to be on our game, you know, and there's there's some great barbecue places here. So we have a tall order, but we not only going to sell exceptional barbecue, we have this whole gamut of other food, you know, from tacos, burgers, quesadillas, our specialty items and also stuff that no one else sells here. You can only right. get it from us. Right. You know, now now if other people start selling, that's great. You know, competition's great. But you'll never have my hands. You'll never have my my ideas. And that's kind of what I get concerned about a lot of business owners. Like, be authentic. Do your own thing, right? Um, why do we need all these different... That's not how we get better. That's not how we get make a community that's, that's vibrant and cool by everybody doing the same thing. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I... I I just, I can't get behind that. You know, it might be delicious. It might be great. But, but it's not you. No, it's, it's not us. And, and I'm not not talking bad about anybody else's business, but what's really what's really putting you ahead? What differentiates? Differentiates you from everyone else. Because you're already entering a saturated market that's hard to get this business. You know, just because you say your grandma's tacos or your mom's tacos are the best, Everybody's mom's tacos are the best. Everybody's grandma's recipe is the best. That's an emotional connection. Right? Yeah, you, you know? know I would never say that my mom's food was bad. Right? <laughs> That's like telling my wife doesn't know how to cook. I mean, what am I going home for? <laughs> I just, you know, I, and people, they come to me for, for advice, and I'm like, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything to you, you know? I want you to succeed, but you need to think about these things because in those three, four months when people already had it a couple times, you need to create that customer that's coming back, coming back yeah. for not only that thing that they really like, but so they can other try other stuff because they're going to come to me. They're going to come to the other places. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to you're not going to work harder than me. You're so not really what you're saying. And I, <clears throat> I, I see this a lot, too, is consistency. Yeah. If I go to a restaurant and, and want something and I, I really do like it. Um, two weeks later, I want to go back and get the same plate. Um, for some reason, it doesn't taste nothing like the plate that I had before. Yeah. So now I start comparing that plate to somebody else's plate that may be better because I lost that experience. Yeah. Well, that, that you know, in a restaurant setting, it's hard when you're in the job market. You're, you're, I haven't necessarily 
experienced it. And that's something that I know we're going to have to tackle. But I've been blessed with a great crew that I'm starting out with. And they've all been there um, several years. So I'm surrounding myself around with great people. We've really looked at our, our salaries and what we need to pay to keep these people around. You know, and we're making it in our budget to make sure we can pay these people. And that's important too. Um, but that's so do you, that everything comes back to your food costs and how, hey, how am I going to pay these people? So it, for me, it's important to relate to everybody. Hey, we're investing on our people and we're making sure Pachucos is a place that serve, food service workers want to work at because we're paying them better than average. We're investing in them. We're showing them how to do things. We're not just opening a bag and making, just heating something up. We're actually making this stuff. So for me, we're actively looking for those people that, hey, I want to learn how to bake. Hey, I know how to bake, but hey, I want to do this. Or I know how to cook, but I want to learn how to smoke meat. And that's that's how we're driving our workers to be excited to work about Pachucos. Not only that, you're going to be get paid, getting paid decent for what we're doing. Plus, you're going you're to have buying. You're going to have a, a culture, yeah. right? The Pachuco culture there, yeah. where you're developing people, yeah. right? So I really feel that we just skipped over a huge little bridge <laughs> yeah. there, right? Yeah. So you guys started as a food truck, right? And actually, your first year in existence, you won an award, right? Best food truck of the year. Yeah, right? we won first place for the MRT, which was a surprise to us because we just came out just came having out. fun. <laughs> right. And we're just doing, you know? And what the second year, you really weren't in operation too much, right? And you still won second place? We won third place. Third place. Yeah. yeah, and then this year, we got second place. And we took the food truck out one time this year. But yeah. that, I think we had built out a name and right. a lot of people support us. And we've been fortunate to have um, very supportive customers that believe in us so that's what continues to drive us right you know? 100 yeah. and so now you've made the transition mm-hmm. food truck right where you built a name for yourself and now you're entering into a brick and mortar yes sir but not just any brick and mortar it's not like you just oh yeah this building looks nice that'll do right like y'all are really this is impactful historic uh bricks that you're gonna be operating out Right. Yeah. So tell us about that, where it's at. Tell us the significance of this building that you're moving into and how it impacts Pachuco. So we are moving into the old Johnny's Barbecue restaurant. It has been in service for 71 years. Um, it was the oldest restaurant in Midland. Um, so it's got a lot of history to it, you know, and all the stories we've heard from um, you know, the old Midland people who knew Johnny and um, would work there or just were, were you know, the regulars. Um, it was really cool stories and we're excited to take on, you know, that buildings that way, you know, hopefully um, we can build the same, you know, love and the same community that they did. We don't take it lightly. It's been a very uh, important building in, you know, downtown Midland. Um, there's been a lot of oil deals been in there, all, all kinds of good times had there. You know, there's a lot of history in that building. You feel it when you walk in. You know, I love it. I love being in there. But we don't take it lightly what we're doing, you know. But that was one of the places that, hey, if we're going to have a restaurant, it's got to be something like that. We're not, it's not going to be some lease in a whole, some strip mall. That's not us. That's not us. So, you know, it just kind of fell in place. We were very lucky to find out the owners were retiring, and I jumped all over it. We're, our, our goal was not to be in a restaurant this soon. We we're going to take, you know, maybe a two, three years, but we we understand the importance of that building. The significance of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We, yeah, and, you know, as old as the building is and how we came up with our truck and how old that truck is, and, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, hey, I know it's going to have issues. We're going we're gonna to dress them and fix them and make it our own. And that's what we're doing right now. But I hope that the longtime Johnny's um, customers still pay the same respects to the building as we do, you know, and then give us the opportunity to serve you some good food. You know, we're, we're working really hard to make sure our barbecue is as good, if not better, than what Johnny's had. 
because we're, that's that's how we are. That's what we're gonna do. Um, now, if you don't like it, that's fine. That's, but I'm gonna do my best to earn your business. I'm gonna do my best to give you my our absolute Pachuco's best, and that's what we're working on right now. We're updating the building because it needs it. You know, we need something that one adds to downtown and adds to our community, and also is is different. You know, we're not Johnny's. You know, we need to make it our own. Absolutely. You know, but we're still gonna pay the respects to what Mr. Hackney started there. And the history. The history. We love that. We love it, and we're we're just so excited to be part of it. You know. Mr. Hackney started a legacy with that building, and that's that's my thing. Like that's what I tell everybody. That's what I tell my employees. That's what I tell my family. My legacy. This is what we're working on. You know, and hopefully, you know, we can do the same thing when I go to retire, and we're getting out of the business. If my family doesn't want it, I can find somebody I can invest in, just like people have invested in me. And I'll be like, here you go. Find somebody who will keep the to keep the legacy going, right? right. Yeah. Honor what came before, yeah, and add their own flavor, though. Exactly. I, I wouldn't get mad. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't get mad. I'd be happy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had my time. For so sure. we've had a lot of questions about the pig. I was and just about to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went on Facebook. I was like, guys, we are not getting rid of the pig. Like that is my pig. <laughs> First thing I did was go up there and paint him. Gave him gave him a, a fresh coat of paint so he's nice and pink nice um the sign we're keeping that um so there's like a little back area now you know where the smoker's at and stuff and that's where we plan on hanging the sign um we're keeping the johnny's name on the smoker on the smokestack um the little rotisserie pig with the barbecue sign yeah. that's staying awesome. oh right like and then that. um our sign it's not exactly like you know the johnny sign but we are getting a neon sign as well and on the inside like we've found ways to repurpose like the the benches and stuff the wood which was actually really cool like they took down the they took apart the wood on the walls and i went to the pile and they have johnny hackney's name on them on the oh, back wow it's from 1950 yeah yeah oh that's good wood so too. it's really cool like yeah, real good wood. i was like hey we've got to use this somewhere yeah. so we're going to incorporate that into the restaurant you awesome. know and have that back piece showing with his name yeah. on it yeah. so. wow I didn't. I would have never thought. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then some of the booths are are staying with the, another barbecue restaurant here, so they'll still be oh, okay. in barbecue restaurants. So um, we're we're just incorporating the old with the new, and that's that's what we what we do. I get with it the a blend. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. I mean, I it. It, and it it stays true to your name, right? That's that's Pachuco, right? That's Pachuco. So it it makes sense all the way around. You know, you, it's a when it comes to small business and branding, you know, that is what creates a good brand. That's what creates a solid brand, authenticity. It's consistent, mm-hmm. but yet you find new ways to push it. That's Keeping it, the consistency of it, right? Mm-hmm. So people know, even if it's something different, oh, yeah, I know that brand. Yeah. Right? Creating a brand that, that lasts is not easy. No. It's not easy. No. It's not easy. I don't, you know, we're, we worked hard with ours and... The name and our logo, everything. It, it, it's simple, but it's, it. You, you get everything from it. You want to tell them what you uh, originally planned on calling the food truck? Oh, no, no. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with thyme. I love thyme. I think it's the, the master herb, and um, you know I was gonna call it old timer. I think at one time, and uh, I was like, no, what yeah, wouldn't have, wouldn't have worked. As yeah, well wouldn't have worked. That, that would have been scrap. I was like. We wouldn't have lasted, but time is time is a good herb. <laughs> I love I love time. It's in everything, but, but yeah. We so, are. a couple of questions. I know that you the food truck was challenging at one time because it was new, um, and I know you, you've got to be really uh, organized in a food truck, knowing that uh, how much food you can only use, you know, and put in there for menu. How how is it different? from a food truck to a restaurant, when you think about the process of how much food you need and matching up with demand, the turn rates, I mean, how do you, how do you put all that together? Well, in the food truck, it was, we started out with like five menu items. And then we, like within a month, we expanded and said, hey, we can, we can add more. Um, because we had the spaces, as small as it was, we, it was still efficient. And then 
most of our menu items all played well together with our with a different ingredients so there's only a few dishes that were kind of one-off stuff but we had the room to have those things set aside uh, in the refrigeration um, we've been blessed with the with the restaurant because it has tons of storage and um, it's, it has a huge kitchen um, now for us we just have to make sure we have everything organized um, from the barbecue to the food truck menu and um, what we're doing is just taking what the restaurant was doing already and adding our, our food truck menu we're actually very fortunate that we are keeping three of Johnny's employees. Yeah. Um, so they know the flow. They know what to expect. Are there you know? the guys back there in the back with the, doing the barbecue? There was two guys back there at one time that oh, did no. the barbecue. Oh, no. It's, it's uh, a young man and two older ladies. And then uh, my manager, he started back there in May to figure everything out and started um, learning all the processes the way Johnny's do does it. Yeah, We're, so I think that's one of the key um, things that's going to help us out, you know, is that experience. You know, Johnny's had three great employees, um, so they know we got to work with them for some caterings, and, like, we were just blown away at their experience, you know. It was a 450-person 400, catering. Yeah. Wow. We had never done anything that no. big. And no. um, they just had everything set out. They knew when to start stuff, when to like how much of everything we needed. What a great resource! So that's yes, yeah. yes. that yeah, and that's helped us out a lot. But it's the um, our food truck menu. Like we don't know how many burgers we're going to go through in a weekend. We can have an idea, and we can extrapolate to like our busiest days, and it holds fairly well. You know, thirty six hours through a weekend, we'll have everything we need. Um, but we expect. So if our barbecue runs out, we'll have this whole other menu of stuff. So we're kind of taking a baseline of what Johnny's had, um, making sure we have enough to serve through our peak days and our slow days. But our food truck menu, we don't have that restaurant experience. So we're just kind of like playing it by ear, making sure we have what we need for that week. And that's something we've discussed with our suppliers. Hey, if I need to get something this is what we're going to do, right? And they, they've helped us out a lot, a lot on that. Hey, this is what you should expect, and this is where you need to go. Um, but as far as making, like, a concrete plan, there is not right. a solid plan because we right now. don't know. Yeah. Right? yeah, we have no uh, trends, no yeah, historical points of, that's, of uh, you know, interest. As to that's it. the hardest part right now because, <laughs> I mean, I can say something, but it's not – Oh, BS, you guys. We're yeah. <laughs> we're right now. It's going to be very critical to order what we need, but that's only comes from you know experience because we're not going to be like you know like uh, any other restaurant. We can't be like Michaels. We can't. We don't know what they do. You know, when we're not probably going to have the same uh, people coming through like like them. You know, yeah. the, I think. Too, you, you you have a little bit of an advantage, being that uh, you're a food truck going into a restaurant, not a food truck going into some retail mm-hmm. strip mall. Uh, you do have history. You yeah. do have uh, maybe some trends relevant to what they did right. prior to you moving in there. Yeah. So you have a little bit of an idea of your traffic patterns, mm-hmm. uh, days, weekends, uh, hours. Right. Uh, so does, is that going to help you a lot comparing what they did serve versus what you now are adding to it? Right. We can take our trends on what we were serving, like especially on the weekends, right? We know on Sundays, hey, at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, people coming in eating burgers and fries. You know, and we can apply that same concept to the restaurant. As far as the volume, we don't know. Johnny's wasn't open on Sundays. But if you look across like social media and just talking to normal people, it's like, we need more places open on There's Sundays. There's nothing open on Sundays. Right? Yeah. There's nothing only so much water burger we can have. And especially downtown. You know, we're, I think we're right at the precipice of downtown, like, really getting busy because we have more restaurants coming in. We have more things happening downtown. Mm-hmm. So we came in in the right time. So I think initially it might not be as, as busy as it's going to get, but we need – it's very important – 
to be consistent with our hours. We got to tell people, hey, we're open. And it might not be busy starting out. But if we don't tell people, hey. They'll never know. They'll never know. We're we're here and open. Right. So it, that consistent always giving a, a place to be to eat downtown, we're going to be one of those places. You know, on Sunday is what our, our the competition would be um, Scotty Soul Food. They're slammed. They're the only ones selling barbecue in that area. Right? Yeah, so, you're right. That, that is the only place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have great food and it's great competition. Uh, I eat there all the time. Um, but we we want to give another place to eat downtown. Right? Um, variety. Variety. And yeah, yeah. And you know, it could be where those things we just uh, to pick up to go type deals. Because people are busy on Sundays. They want to spend time at home. You know, and that's something we're looking at. Um, but the knowing what we're going to actually sell, it's just kind of something that we're going to work with our suppliers and taking that baseline that we have from Johnny's. You know, I think the best thing about Johnny's and you taking over, uh, the best thing for us is just down the street. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I can't help it, but I have a good feeling that you'll see Angel and I in there quite often. I hope so. I expect yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I can't imagine uh, when people try your food that they wouldn't be back. I mean, that would almost be, uh, well, let's just say I don't want to associate, associate with those kind of people. If they, if that's uh, their, their thought of food. Uh, I wanted to get back to the idea that, you know, you guys are both really smart about what you've been doing, how you've been moving around the obstacles, jumping over uh, barricades and um, spearheading to getting into a restaurant where I know at one time that was uh, most, when I first met you all, that was like unthinkable. (laughs) Um, And now look where you are today and in really a short period of time. um, One of the questions I have is, has education helped you to move this forward? Definitely. So um, I can't cook. (laughs) So I had to find a way to help Ruben out because he doesn't like the business side of it. Um, So in 2020, I actually, I was laid off from my job and was kind of sitting around and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back to school, get my MBA, learn, um, you know, take some accounting, some finance, some uh, marketing classes. Um, Not only to benefit, you know, me in my career, but run a business, (laughs) you know, run my own business. Um, so that was very beneficial, you know, like, um, my accounting classes, especially cause I'm the one keeping our books. Um, so I got an idea of, you know, what I was doing and whenever we would go talk to our accountant, you know, I, I was able to keep up. Um, and I still am like, even if we use a bookkeeper, cause I'm, I'm not a pro, <laughs> um, we use a bookkeeper still, but I'm able to sit there and talk to her and kind of know what my business, how well my business is doing. Yeah. Um, it's a very important point. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. yeah. Being able to keep the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, she was impressed. She's like, okay. She's like, most business owners just say, here, you take care of it. Right. And just let me know how I'm doing. Like, I want to be involved. You I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. it's she, very important. She's definitely my checks and balances, right? She's like, because I'll just go out and do stuff. I'll just buy what I need. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, whoa, you can chill whoa, out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I've heard that before. I've heard her say, chill you got spending. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's you got to spend money and make money. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, she's but usually like, no, how, hold on. Let's let's wait maybe till next month or something like that. But that comes from her. She, we we complement very well in, in our business, right? I'm not afraid to do things. I get it done, but she's more reserved, more calculated, right? You need that. I, I, I definitely need that. <laughs> <laughs> and she's she's a blessing in, you know, not only to be my business partner, but be my wife. You know, it's it, it's great. You know, I, hopefully we can get to a spot where we, we can, you know, both like really run it and just take a step back and enjoy it. Enjoy it, right? Yeah. Hey, because that's what it's all about. And that's that's another thing that I talk to people about. Once you, because this was a hobby, cooking was a hobby. It, once you start making a business, mm. that 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 fun kind of goes away. Not all the way, but it goes away. But the satisfaction at the end of the day is a lot, a lot higher. Right. And you know, I think with her, you know, really focusing on the stuff that I'm not super good at. You know, the numbers and stuff like that, because it doesn't interest me. And now it does. I got 
got a lot of money right into this, so it behooves me to pay attention. Right. So now we spend money calculating mm-hmm. what we are wanting in return, mm-hmm. and Mama kind of runs that boat, don't oh, yeah. you? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a tight ship. Yep. Absolutely. She's, she's good with that and understanding the books and, you know, categorizing things properly. Um, and that's, that's, I think, when people can get their businesses in real quick trouble with, with your taxes. You have to be able to categorize things, you know, accurately and spend things correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. See, he's already looking for the advice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, not only was it important, you know, to learn the accounting side, but, you know, there were some marketing classes that I took, um, I learned to write a business plan, which, you know, um, has helped us because we had to have a business plan for our, to get Absolutely. a loan for our build, building, you know? Um, so yeah, it was, I was, I'm really glad that I went back and did it. I just graduated in August. Congrats. So, thank, yes. you. Congratulations. thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I graduated, you know, I had a, I have a petroleum engineering degree and I was like, oh, I'm never going back to school. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, this opportunity came up and I was like, you know what? If we're going to be successful, one of us has to know, you know, what's going on other than, you know, with the food. Right. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember back too about how challenging it was for you to go back to school with everything else that you had going on. So uh, my hat's off to you for all the respect that you were able to pull you. all that together and, and walk that stage. and. Well, look where you guys are today. Yeah, yeah thank um, you. That's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely, it's definitely. Thanks. And especially, you, you know, you, you went in there with a purpose, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's like the most kind of impactful part of it, right? Yeah. Cause people was, get their MBA just because it sounds good. Oh, it's mm-hmm. MBA. It's going to look good after my name, right? And people mm-hmm. are going to think I know what I'm doing, right? But you went in there. Okay, I'm going right. to get this MBA because I have a purpose. And it, it was really cool because I, you know, a lot of our projects, you had to create a business and, you know, go through all the stuff. Oh. And I had my business, so I was able to use yes. real life examples and, um, you know, get feedback on on what I turned in that was already, you know, our, it was already an actual business, our business. So did it work so. in reverse to where things that you learned in the classroom, you actually kind of tested out in the real world? To kind of help it, you know. Or was it reverse where you learned it in the real world and became a rebel in class? (laughs) It was a little bit of both, really. I mean, it really was. Um, Not everything, you know, happens by the books. So um, there's a lot of uh, uh, stuff that I learned from the books, some stuff that I learned from, you know, real life experiences. And it was cool, you know, um, meshing them together. You know, I've always said, even even when I was teaching, that. uh, you know, books always set the, a good foundation. I mean, exactly. you can't you can't just say that's not a great foundation because honestly, you, you get a lot of information. But what I think business people don't realize in a lot of cases, what you learn from the book doesn't necessarily work in the market. Yep. Because the biggest variable you have is people. Mm-hmm. They all have different perspectives. They all have different buying behaviors. Um, they all have, in this case, different taste. Uh, so now the entire reflection of being in business, all those dimensions change depending on what kind of business you're in. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, even after you graduate, and I'll just say this out loud and clear, you're still going to meet those hard obstacles. You're going to have to go over a few of those obstacles to find right answers. And typically those are all hard knocks. Yeah, for sure. Well, we didn't wait. She didn't wait. She recognized the need that we needed in our business, and she did it. You know, she may have not liked it, and that wasn't her plan, but she recognized, hey, if we want to be successful, I need to learn this stuff. You know, while I'm busy taking care of the food truck, maintenance, all that stuff, and, and still working full time, you know, um, that's how we had to do it. And, you, you know, know and I'm, I'm really hoping clients are listening to this because really – it all comes together in a funnel pushed by the motivation of your own success. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Angel hit it on the head, too. It was the purpose of yeah. bringing this together. You had purpose. And then you had motivation because of, well, your whole story is just motivational to all of us. 
uh, and be able to get it to where you are. So it wasn't just like Angel said, going in and getting an MBA and saying, hey, it looks good behind my name. You guys really put it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, again, my hat's off. I just got lots of respect you. for you guys. Absolutely. And I think for small businesses, yeah, you, you may not have to go to the extremes of getting your MBA, but go to classes, get certified in things, like everything and anything you can. Mm-hmm. Learn, 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 learn. We grow, learned a lot from you guys. You know, we yeah. came to you guys for advice several times. We learned a lot from y'all. Yeah, I, I went through your course and I was able to talk with her <laughs> and be able to understand what she was saying, you know. and Awesome. And that that's what helped us out a whole lot was going through the BAM Biz Hub, you know, Accelerator. That helped us out a whole lot, you know. That's great to hear, man. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Not only that, though, you guys are like family to us. Yeah, likewise. So, uh, likewise, yes. You know, we're just really thrilled that to see how far you guys have come. Thank you. I mean, just getting started. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to continue and we're going to work hard. But, you know, it's, it's doing those things, um, those uncomfortable things. You got to do them. You got to do them, you yeah. know. Yeah. And, and sometimes success is failing sometimes. Like we failed a lot, you know. But what we got out of that, okay, let's tweak it. Let's make it better. How do we not do this again? Right. And, you know, although it was a failure, it was still a success because in the long run, it got us here and we know how to approach these things or avoid those things. It added to the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Very sure. Very important. Right. When you fail, you don't lose, but you learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's important to surround yourself with uh, uh, people that know what they're talking about. People Absolutely. that you can ask questions to. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, just network with people. That That's always been my my hardest thing is asking people for help. They're like, But now with this, this is it's not time to play around for what we're doing. So I was, Mr. Crane, what do you think about this? Angel, what do you think about this? Or, <laughs> you know, um, or just colleagues, other restaurant owners. Hey, you right. know, how's it going? Like, what should I do in this instance? And, you know, they might not have all the answers, but they, it's, a, it's a start, you know. So that they can point me in the right direction. Experience can point you in the right mm-hmm. direction. Sure. Exactly. Right. And then you, you still have to do your own research. You still have to read your own. We have to read on your own problem to fix it. Right. And that's how you mitigate those things. So what I've noticed throughout since I've known you guys, that you, you are very connected to different entities here. Right. Uh, for instance, you were used to uh, at uh, Tall City Brewing. Y'all were out there all the time. Right. Right. And then you have a great relationship with Eccentric Brewery. Right. Because, uh, you know, your, your food pairs well right. with mm-hmm. the tasty beverages. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, you have to have a lot of that food to stay awake to eat more. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just important. Like breweries were always we're just been happy that they started when, you know, at the time we were in process of starting our stuff. And we had spoke to uh, Aaron and Jamie over there before, right when they opened, we're like, hey, we're going to be starting a food truck. We'd love to, you know, do something with you guys when you're there. You know, they were still smaller than they are now, and we were just starting. So, but it was opening those communications. Hey, we really want to do stuff. Uh, we want to add to our community, and we want to work with people that are doing the same. And that's mm-hmm. always been our plan with the food truck, and especially with the breweries. You know, those people want different food because they like that beer right Um, and they gotta sober up before going home right right. and it it allow us to network with these owners that are doing something that hasn't been done in our community that's kind of how we feel that we're doing we're not we're trying something different and hopefully we can learn it it's not the same you know business but it's the same idea same concept to how to put your boots on the ground to make it successful. So we really pay attention to these people and how they move, what they do, and what it takes to be successful like that. And that's, you know, that's the kind of people we look up to. Absolutely. It's, it's growing together, right? right. Everybody works together mm-hmm. to, to grow our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And resources make that happen. Resources, resources, resources. Yeah. resources. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I preach that all the time. Yeah. The more resources you have, the more perspectives you have. And honestly, the more gold you have uh, in figuring out the direction you want to maintain. So, uh, again, my hat's off to you guys. I can't say enough how I appreciate you guys coming in today. Uh, Thank you, Ms. Green. You know, it's really special, like I said, to watch somebody like yourselves grow and knowing what you've done to make it grow. And 
uh, all the precautions you've taken to ensure success um, and taking risk on head first um, and jumping over those hurdles to make it work. So uh, you're really a perfect model for a lot of folks who are wanting to start a food truck, uh, want to reach out. Uh, I would say Pachuco is a somebody that maybe you ought to go and say hi and get to know. First, you have to eat his food. Price <laughs> <laughs> um, adventure. Yeah. I may look like I don't, I'm not super nice, but you know, it's just my face. I can't help it. Um, but no, I, I want to help our community. I want to continue to do things with our community and have events where we uh, can help nonprofits. You know, that's why we started the food truck battle to help nonprofits and then raise awareness to the nonprofit and the great food out of the food trucks. So absolutely. So awesome. Do you guys have a, uh, anything, a parting, you know, parting words uh, for the people in the middle and everybody listening to this podcast about Pachuco? Maybe, you know, and like where they can find you, how they can contact you, where, where you're located at, you know? All right. So the address uh, will be 316 North Big Spring. Uh, you can reach us on social media or um, on Google at Pachucos, P-A-C-H-U-C-O. Or you can reach me directly at 325-812-2708. Um, and I can answer any questions or catering or just general questions about food trucks or what I've learned uh, opening a restaurant. Um, yeah, we're here to help and answer any questions. And yeah, we're just we're just happy to, to be here. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the BAM Biz Talk podcast. Yeah, we really enjoyed talking with you guys about it, and we're definitely looking forward, you know, moving forward here to see see what comes of it. Thank you so much for having us. Appreciate it. This podcast is brought to you by Ames Business Intelligence Solutions, offering a personalized experience to navigate, organize, and manage data to respond efficiently to the growing demands of your business. Single, streamlined system to increase efficiency, standardize your business processes, reduce errors, and increase revenue by improved decision making. For more information. Visit aimsbi.com. That's A I M S B I.com. Or call 432-247-8840. That's 247-8840. BAM Consulting is your one-stop shop for all things business an entrepreneur could ever ask for. Make sure to mention this podcast to receive $500 off of a top-of-the-line impactful website or $100 off the formation of your LLC legal entity structure. Thank you for tuning in to the BAM BizTalk podcast. Contact us for podcast sponsorship opportunities. 